future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I mean, I just didn't realize what <laughs> level this guy was and how much he's involved in things. Wait, how involved like, is it's he? It's way more than I ever realized. Just based off of one billboard that I saw, now I'm finding out all of these other things. You've become there's kind like, of obsessed a little. Let's just say there's Daredevil shows, Carmen Electra's involved. What? And there's somebody else involved as well. I mean, this is a whole, oh my God, there's even more. This guy's like a deal. And wow. I'm going to take him down. I, I'm, I'm absolutely. That's it. You've set your goal. I've set my goals now. <laughs> I, I have to do it. Hello, everyone. Oh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan, thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And I want to say one thing right out of the gate for this show. Pick up your tickets now to the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary party taking place on November 15th. Oh, my God. It's a... It's a month away. It's a month away. Oh, boy. Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary <laughs> party. I cannot wait. And now is the time to get your tickets. Go to funemploymentradio.com. There's a link right there that takes you to it. We have our Facebook page for the same thing. This is the show of all shows that you will want to be at. I mean, this is going to be a huge one. So we've already it's said- It's going to be legendary. I, I think we say. should announce one other thing that's going to be on the show today. That's going to be part of this. Okay. Um, I mean, there's so much- do you care if I just pick one? You just pick one. Okay. You go for it. Okay. Because I, we'll talk about what our show is going to be, too, because our show is going to be a lot. We're We've got a, a very lot. special show. So Fun Employment Radio doing our live 10-year anniversary show. That's part of the show. You're also going to have Courage, which we'll be performing. Courage will be performing that night. If you haven't seen Courage, <laughs> now is the time to go see it. I wear a wig. That's all I'll say. So oh, Courage is going to be performing. Oh, Courage is always Courage is like my favorite band. It's fun. It it's is. just a, it's... we have fun. You and luckily everybody else has fun too. I mean, the band was formed just for because we amused ourselves, and then luckily everybody else, you know, seems to be amused that by seems us as about well. Right? Of yeah. course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make fun of ourselves, and but still play really good music at the same time. So that's going to be going on. Um, so fun employment radio. A whole bunch of things going on with our show, but we're going to save some of those announcements. Courage is going to be performing also, though, from the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm just going to make the announcement for them. Do it. Also performing live shows will be Portland at the Movies with your own Todd Workin and Mr. Mark Middleton. Yes. And the Unipiper. And the Unipiper. And Geek in the City. Awesome. So live performances from... uh, Portland at the Movies and Geek in the City, also part of the lineup for this night. That's what I'm talking about. This is, A, that's plenty enough for for a huge night, but that's not all that's going to be happening. No, There's we more. have a lot of stuff. There's a lot more that's going to yeah. be happening. And so so we really want you to pick up your tickets now. We kept the tickets to $10. 10 years, $10. 10 years, $10, and you can get them now. So I, I know you're hearing us talk a lot about it, but it really means a lot to us for you to be there. So mm-hmm. if you haven't come to an event- We're not going to start talking about it less before, <laughs> as it gets yeah, closer. So <laughs> the more the, the sooner this sells out, then uh, the better. So pick up your tickets now. Tell your friends. If you have friends that listen to Fun Employment Radio or Geek in the City or Portland at the Movies, let them know now and join us for this event. It's going to be so awesome. And we'll be telling you more things, too. But that's what we got for you so far. So anyway, there it is. Um, okay. We've been out for the last few days because- I've missed the show. Oh, my gosh. And we're back here with you now. Now we're back. We're back. We took a, we went on a little uh, a little trip to uh, 
one little Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeehaw. And we went down there. And not there. just to Las Vegas in general. We went to other places in, yeah. in Nevada, too. And that's what we want to walk through, what this whole trip happened, what went on on this trip, because there was so much... So much to cover with it that we'll try to give you some of the highlights and some of the things that we did in Las Vegas. Um, but one, I just want to say to start off, congratulations to Keelan King and his wife, Sarah King. Yes. For their marriage. That is why we were down there. They were getting married. Uh, Keelan, I think, is now on his honeymoon, I believe. I think think that's what they were doing this week. I don't know. He's off doing something. Oh, they're on. Okay, I didn't know. That yeah, they I think they were going already. straight on to their honeymoon. Okay, yeah. cool. So they're, uh, Keelan and Sarah, though, we went to their wedding down there, and a, a few of us, are, some friends, all went down for it. And that's what we're going to kind of be talking about. So that was the epicenter and the, the reason we all went to Las Vegas mm-hmm. was for, for their wedding. But there's a lot that happened around it, too. So <laughs> let's start off with this. We'll just talk about. Um, Leaving, so we left on Wednesday night. That was Wednesday, October 9th, which on was Sarah's birthday. birthday yes. Celebrating Sarah's birthday that day. Which was kind of fun, I will say, because initially when I knew that I was going to be traveling on my birthday, I was kind of nervous. But then it was kind of cool because everywhere that you go, you know, you're getting carded for things. And looking, I got lots of happy birthdays. Like, oh, happy birthday, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's today. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. The flight wasn't it wasn't terrifying, so I was it was yeah. a solid birthday. Yeah, and we got on the flight, so we were <laughs> flying southwest. Oh dear God! Because we both had to work, and uh, and so so we we did that. But I kind of forgot, and I've talked about it on the show before about how Southwest does their seating. And I have never flown Southwest before. Oh, so you've never been through this? No, I I didn't even know because we talked about it on the show. Yeah, but I kind of forgot about it too. Yeah, so Southwest <laughs> doesn't have assigned seating. You it goes by order of when you check in, so you can check in. I think twenty four hours in advance. I forgot all about the fact that you're supposed to check in right away, as soon as it happens. So there's just a little lesson: check in as soon as you're able to check in. Check in online, and that way you can get a higher number because it's ranked by they they number everybody. There's the A section, B section, C section, and it's not an assigned seat, but that's the order in which you can go on the plane and get a seat. So the lower you are the less chance you have of getting a very good seat. And we were pretty low. So we were we yeah, were we about were the, the... We were mid-C section. Yeah, which is like the 60th or 70th people to get on the plane. We were down in that that end. Which was so weird because they have everybody line up in the particular orders. So like they'll be like, all right. No, group. I take that back. We were more than that. No, we, every, almost everybody else was on yeah, the entire yeah. plane by the time we got up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah because they're calling it and they're like, the A group. Oh, they kept calling them like A class or whatever. Or like top, I, I can't remember because they were like I making know, them. Yeah, it was like we were basically in steerage. Yeah, well, it, we it were was. just the last. I mean, the thing is, it's it's no assigned seating. So if you get on there, you can you can pick whatever seat you want, but you have to check in as soon as you can. Since we didn't, yeah, we mm-hmm. were we were uh, we were whatever was left, and we got on and and which spoiler alerts. That's middle seats because nobody wants to sit in them. Well, I did well, end me, up with an end you seat. You did. You got an aisle seat. I got stuck with a middle seat. I almost sat. So I was walking down and I was like, you get to the very back of the plane and everybody's already seated. And it is, it's kind of like something out of Forrest Gump where it's like you can tell people are just trying to like hold on their seats, you know, seats taken, mm-hmm. throwing. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's actually throwing sitting there Throwing stuff on not. the seat. Yeah. They're, they're yeah like, I'm like, is there somebody actually sitting stuff? there? Oh, totally. Oh, someone will put their jacket there. That's how I finally got my seat because I had to ask this woman. I'm like, oh, is someone sitting there? And she's like, <sighs> and moved her jacket. I'm like. Which is frustrating because really? like we're all in the same thing. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, you know, is, you're not any better not than fun me. fun for anybody. Like, I'm not uh, having a great time with this either. But I, I did I did try to actually go for a middle seat at one point, And there was this uh, older woman. 
And there was another guy who was by the window in this middle seat. And I'm like, um, hey, can I sit there? And she just looked up at me. She goes, no, he smells. You don't want to. And that's what she told me. She like whispered it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. That's weird. All right. And then I, I ended up going back and I tried to get another middle seat. And this woman... I don't know whether she just didn't want to sit next to me, which I think it was. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, no. And she had her like 10-year-old son who was sitting in the aisle seat behind her. She made him get up and go sit in the middle seat. So then I got the aisle seat. So it did All work right, out so for you me. Won at the end. I guess so. I think she won too because she didn't have to sit next to me. Um, but this other woman though, with the with the guy and I, I saw her do it again to somebody else. <gasps> That's where just she was mean. Like, what is she doing? Well, I was wondering about this because I don't think anybody ended up sitting in that seat. Like that that was maybe like the one seat in the whole place where there was nobody sitting. Wait, was she sitting in the other She seat? was on the aisle seat. He was by the window seat. The middle seat remained <gasps> unsat. So she was lying. This is my theory here. I think that maybe either she was just being like honest, like, oh man, yeah, this guy smells. You don't want to sit next to him. Um, or Oh, that what she shady, was doing, shady woman. She was working out this thing for herself. This guy had no idea what was going on. And she was just telling everybody he smelled so that she could get that seat to be uh, unoccupied. Oh, my God. I know. That's some diabolical shit right there. It is. But that's and also, also like genius. Smart, yeah, that's smart Southwesting. Yeah. I mean, huh. it was, I don't know. I, I can and she tell. she was sitting in the aisle seat, so she had nobody next to her. She was sitting in the aisle seat. She had nobody wow. next to her. That middle seat remained Almost unset. Almost got to respect that. I mean, because I, it had to be, I mean, it was such a full flight. It had to be like the only seat left. I mean, unless they were working in cahoots, then that would be one thing. They but I mean, teamed up. Yeah, that is kind of mean, though, for her to be like telling half of the flight that somebody smells. She did, yeah, because I, I watched her tell another guy uh, that was trying to do the same thing because I was already sitting and I just watched the whole thing go down and he was like, oh, okay. And then he turned around and walked all the way back to the other end of the plane. I will say what I did notice about Southwest is that it was full of a lot of unpleasant older white women. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're saying it. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It just, I, I sat next to, I was stuck between two of them on the way there and one on the way back. Yeah. So, you're not far off on angry, that. Very angry. Just very angry. Uh, taking a look here in our live chat for our, the members of our supporters club. Thank you so much for being members of the supporters club. Mike says, so don't shower for days before your flight and you'll have the road yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm, um, I don't know. I don't know what the soul situation was, but I'll tell you what, I didn't sit there and nobody else did. So that was that. Well, anyway, John says I should. We should remember that for the future, and I can just tell everybody that you smell. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to be the smell who wants. We get the clear seat. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I, I could probably live with that. Honestly, I'm never going to see those people again. I think that you would be okay with. I'm it. all right with it. Yeah, as long as I get that seat that's clear. Yeah, <laughs> I get the I get the aisle seat and a clear middle seat. Yeah, I'm willing to have a few people I don't. I'm never going to see again. Think I smell. Yeah, I'm all right with it. All right, Greg's laid down the. I'm comfortable. The law. Okay. Yeah. No, if I get that that combo, I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> All right. So but anyway, finally, so we're finally settled. Yeah. And we're crammed into the plane. And and this is just the flight we have on with Vegas. <laughs> but then towards the end oh of this flight, God. as we're getting into Las Vegas, that's when something happens. And I have my headphones on, so I only hear the very tail end of an announcement from one of the flight attendants, and. Yes, because I, I did not. I was listening to my headphones too. I was watching a movie, and you know, once they come over the speaker, like you start to listen because it's like, oh gosh, I have to put yeah. on my seatbelts. They're turbulence, whatever. And where I was sitting, since I was in the very far back, it was really hard to hear what was being said over overhead. So I couldn't quite make out. I only made out 
Let me say. So yeah, I'll tell what I made out at the, <laughs> at the end. You, you explain. So I'm sitting there, sh- crammed between two angry white women, and and just already like I just want to get off this plane. I just want to be in Vegas already. Like this. So we're sitting, and we hear that. Uh, may I have your attention, please? And it was a, one of the flight attendants. And so like I took out one of my headphones, and she's like, um, "Do we have? Uh, can I please?" Have Sarah Dillon. Can Sarah Dillon please raise her hand? Sarah Dillon and Greg Nibbler. And then she said Greg Nibbler, too. But Ding Dong over here, like, had his headphones in, so he's not doing anything. So I look back because we're, like, six rows apart or something. And he's just like, do-do-do. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm looking. I'm, like, trying to flail. Greg's not doing anything. And then I hear again, like, Sarah Dillon. I'm like, okay. So I just I, – I've raised my hand. I didn't know what to do. I was going to pretend, but she kept saying it over and over because I wasn't going to, like, raise my hand. You weren't going to fess up? No. No, oh, I wasn't you have to. to. But then I had to because she kept saying it. I'm like, oh. so I raised my hand and everyone's, like, looking at me and, like, you know, what's why is this girl being called out? And she's like, uh, we just wanted to give you a big enthusiastic congratulations for graduating from clown college. <laughs> That our good friend Danny's lady friend, uh, Heather, who's super awesome, is a, a flight attendant for Southwest, and she thought it would be funny to have them <laughs> announce that while we were on our way to Vegas. So let me tell you, when we were getting off the plane, I was clown college girl. Everyone's <laughs> like, hey, hey, it's you. It's a clown college girl. <laughs> Everyone's good. My face turned scarlet. I was so – it was so embarrassing. It was hilarious. Oh, my So God. all I heard when they made the announcement was uh, congratulations on Clown College. I didn't hear who it was for. And I started laughing in my seat because I'm like, ah, oh, somebody just got that. That's hilarious. And then I see you rushing back during the aisle and you're like, Greg, who did that? They just told me that. They just congratulated me on Clown College. I'm like, that was you? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Oh I didn't know it was you. God. And – and then I'm like, I know exactly who did this because <laughs> I had just spoken to her uh, before we went on that flight. And uh, I did not expect that. Yeah, I, I had just not... been texting with her. So I'm like, it has to be. I know it was. And yeah, it, it, it was. And then the entire rest. Of the, so there was still like half an hour of the flight and people were just staring at me. Because I'm like, no, huh? It's a joke. It's my friend. Like, it's Clown a- college girl. <laughs> Greg saw it too when we got off the plane. And I was like carrying my stuff through the airport. They was like, hey, hey, you, you're clown college girl. I'm like, yes, I'm clown college girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was it glorious. Was, it was pretty funny. It was fantastic. Pr- I wish fantastic. it wasn't to me. Yeah. Because I was so embarrassed. But it was, it was very funny. It was really funny. So uh, thank you to Heather for that. <laughs> Excellent work. Uh, so college girl then land, college. landed in uh, Vegas. And then we – so we go from there. We land in Vegas. We get um, uh, our friend uh, Bozik had driven – actually driven down there. He has family down there. And so he was able to pick us up from the airport, which was pretty cool, driving through Vegas in a Jeep. In a top-down in Jeep. In a top-down Jeep. Yeah. It felt pretty – it was pretty amazing. I don't think I've ever ridden with somebody who's – not not like a Lyft driver, or an Uber driver, or a cab driver. In oh, Vegas. Yeah. I don't well, think I've ever. Plus, like you could see everything because there's no ceiling or no roof. You know, clearly, so you could just see. You're just surrounded by all the lights and things. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was pretty great. It was like something out of a movie. So did that, and then uh, you know we had friends coming in at all different times, and uh, and staying at New York, New York. So we went to New York, New York, 
and get checked or to go go check into our rooms and Tristan was there, our buddy Tristan, who showed up with one of those giant frozen like it was a giant leg out of um it looked like one out of a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah, it was yeah. Like a giant fishnet leg. It was pretty cool. But it was a frozen drink and inside. That was, <laughs> and I had said on the show, I think the only thing I wanted for my birthday was a big plastic drink. Yeah. And, and you got one. And you a hot dog. The second we got there, Tristan's like, I, I think he was just so tired of carrying it. He was just like, this is for you. Take it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's this huge, what, like three foot tall leg? I don't know. Two, like and, two and a half feet. feet probably, yeah. yeah. On and it's on a stand and it has like a red high heel with actual fishnets yeah. on it and it was just a full giant drink. Yeah. Which was pretty hilarious. And the bottom, the base of it, it's a piggy bank. Yeah, so it's also like a piggy bank leg drink thing. Yeah, Mike is, is asking a, a major award. Yes, it looked it like was a, major a major award. award. Yeah. Yes. Fragile. <laughs> so so you had that. Get checked in, start walking around. You know, it was kind of funny watching everybody stare at your your leg? People were very like, what excited about the leg. Excited or confused at the same time. They're just like, what is what is that? Yeah. Is that a leg drink? She's walking around with a leg drink. Mm-hmm. So we, we end up, we, we have the leg <laughs> and we're heading back downtown. So we Again, went the to- the giant leg. Yeah, we went to the Fremont District, which is downtown Las Vegas. It's the older section of Las Vegas. If you haven't been there, it's a little bit different than the Strip. So just for anybody who doesn't know, there's the Strip with all of those major casino hotels on them. Like um, MGM and yeah, I don't know everything Bellagio, that you can think of. All that yeah. Stuff, yeah, and New York, New York, and all that. And then there's the downtown section, which, which is, I've never spent much time in. I think I've maybe walked through it at one point, but I've never like actually hung out there. Yeah, it's a whole different experience. I've I've stayed down there years ago. Is it a Fremont experience? Um, oh yeah, it is a Fremont <laughs> experience. Um, it gets a it's a little bit uh, it's dirtier as far as it's rougher. It's a it rougher a section more of town. Ramshackle, I'd say. Well, there's there's definitely definitely places where uh, ha, Tony remembers when I talked about this before. So did Sarah, you show Sarah where you were almost mugged? No, because I can't remember exactly where it was, but that's where I was almost mugged downtown. I almost got hit by a bus downtown. Um, it's a little. It's just a rougher section of town, it, and about it, it truly was. And like, I was I there like the ten difference. years ago, and it was even more rough then. Yeah. But it's yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out for yourself a little more down there. No, I felt like I was gripping my purse a little tighter down there. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I mean, it really definitely, is. definitely. I moved my wallet to my front pocket. Uh, yeah, because we were yeah, because we spent a couple nights down there, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. This is when you like don't want to be like the drunk person on the strip. You don't want to be. No, like a sitting duck, or, but it's also yeah. a lot of fun. So just to just to reference that, it's a little bit different. But went out, went out around there, um, ended up eating a a piece of pizza with rattlesnake sausage on it. What? Yeah, I ate rattlesnakes. Yeah, Bozik and I did. Gross. Rattlesnake not rattlesnake sausage. Wow, that's hard to say. <laughs> say it again. Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake sausage. Rattlesnake sausage. Rattlesnake sausage. Rattlesnake sausage. Rattlesnake sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's difficult. Anyway, gross. Yeah, I know. How was it? Was it gross? Uh, you know what? I was. Um, having a couple of drinks. <laughs> and I like your filter. No, Greg was not at all intoxicated in Las Vegas. No, not at no, all. No, never. I'd had a couple of beverages, mm. and maybe I was just, you know, when you're that hungry and it's pizza anyway, it just tasted like sausage. Didn't really taste like much yeah. else. Yeah. And I didn't, and I wasn't thinking about it too much. No, I think it, that, I mean, according to the sign, because they had yeah. that and they had like a couple other random exotic meats. But anyway. Did that, ended up finding this cool, tiny, uh, one of the speakeasy bars. So we talked about going to those hidden bars. Mm-hmm. I know we did on the, our last episode. We didn't end up going to that many of them. Um, turns out it's it's hard to hit everything with, with, even though you think you have all the time in the world, you don't. But we did go to one of them. Oh, no, because it feels like when you get there, because we were there for four days, three nights, 
And it feels when you get there, you're like, oh, we have all the time in the world. And then it's gone. Well, four days, but really it was like two full days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it didn't get down there till late on and then left fairly early. So, so yeah, so it, it goes fast. Well, we did find one that was really, really cool downtown. What was the name of it? You got the uh, shirt from it. Uh, sip and Tip, I think. Sip and Tip. Yeah. Nips and Sip or something anyway. Uh, sip and Tip. I don't think it. <laughs> wow, Greg. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, it was great. It was a really cool um, kind of a speakeasy style bar in downtown downtown Las Vegas and it was it was it was fun it was really cool yeah. so like we went in because you have to like find a, the particular panel to be able to like get into the yeah the thing which but, is just like the one panel that's not a window <laughs> but then the, then the guy behind there was just like the guy who you, you could clearly see through the uh, window he just opened it up and he's like yeah just come on in we had to figure it out because there isn't really a sign or anything out there it's just mm. kind of a doorway yeah, yeah, so we went in, and then he's like, all right, so this is the fancier part. Like, this is, you know, like our more loungy areas. Like, but in the back, it's more of our, like, beer and um, beer and whiskey kind of hangout lounge. And we're like, and we're going there. Yeah. So I went back there, and that, that place was amazing. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So we went back uh, to there, yeah, hung out, and we walked in. It was playing The Highwayman, which is my karaoke song. So, like, okay, this is perfect. This is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so went and hung out there and oh, had, a, t- had a great night. And um, the bartender who was working there, too, because it was th- – this was my birthday night. So she was yes. like, oh, yeah, I want to buy you a shot. So I'm like, okay, cool. So she brings out this um, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, like, carafe or whatever it is. What what would it be called? Like a big glass – Bottle. Yeah, bottle thing. Yeah. And she's like, all right. Uh, she, so she poured one for me and one for her because Vegas bartenders you could drink. And so I took a sip of it, and I'm like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's it's whiskey. It's like basically the blend. So it is like basically the bottoms of a whole bunch of different bottles. Yeah, that they all just dump into they it. just put in there. But I think clearly someone accidentally put some tequila in the whiskey bottle <laughs> because it was it did not taste right. It tasted wrong. But it was very nice of her. Yeah. But it was kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whiskey tequila mix are not good. Yeah. No, that's that's not a that's not a good mix. No. But we did that, hung out there for a while, walked through it, and then um, and then ended up back, uh, head, heading back to New York, New York, which is on kind of the opposite end of that section of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friends Scott and Lily came into town, so ended up hanging out with them, doing a little gambling. And I, I that's when it reminded me, I reminded myself that I'm not a very good gambler. Like, I'm used to, I guess I, I'm used to sometimes winning on like a slot machine, and I don't gamble much, but I have like a, enough money where I'm like, you know, set aside amount where I'm like, yeah. okay, I feel comfortable with that. You know, assume you're going to lose it, but at the same time, I assume like I'm going to win a little bit and like keep it going wanna, for a while. Yeah, because you don't want to like you know, it's like you lose it. ten, win twelve or something over the course of a while, and it, or or whatever, and it keeps going. Didn't go this that way this time. I like won nothing. Greg was. I was. A, you were a cooler the whole time. A whole a serious cooler, and then, uh, then it was weird because I mean, even I was not playing. even a not a hardly ever did I even get like the. Oh, you bet! Uh, you you bet eighty cents. You won. You won a dollar twenty after betting eighty cents. Like I didn't even get that. Oh yeah. Like it was just it was just a bad trip for me on that end. So, the, so the, we did that though, and then played uh, blackjack for a little while. Met this couple from Canada. You know what? Uh, whole thing. Yeah. Oh, you met a couple from Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met a prostitute. Yeah, we should talk about your prostitute. Mm-hmm. So this was staying at New York, New York. Yes. You ended up meeting a prostitute one night. Though. Yeah. So Lily and I did. Yeah. Um. Because isn't that where – because you've talked about this on the show. I've talked about it many times. For Digital Trends after CES, it's our tradition 
to walk down there. There's this bar in the center. Apparently, they call it Center Bar, but we call it Circle Bar. And we go there every time. Oh, I thought it was Circle Bar. Yeah, I, I was looking at their sheets. They called it Center Bar. Oh, but... yeah, because everyone kept saying Center Bar. I'm like, uh, it's Circle Bar. Yeah. So thanks, Greg, for the misinformation. Whatever. It's a circle, isn't it? And it's <laughs> it a bar. A it's a circle, and it's a bar, and it's in the middle oh, of the man. floor. So we would always go there, and it's always there's so many prostitutes that show up there every time after CES. So that's that's one of the things that you do. You just kind of watch, and then they circle around, and they'll try to talk to you. You can just be like, ah, no thanks. But yeah. then you'll see there will be some gentlemen that will be like, mm, Are we okay. going to do it? Are we going to do it? Jim, yeah. is tonight the night? Are going to do it? Jim, come on, man. We're only in Vegas once. Next Let's do you'll it. never know. Yeah. <laughs> this is just between you and me, man. Which, whatever. That's people's business. Um but you ended up meeting uh, one of these yeah. ladies. Yeah, so we were hanging out. So we were sitting at Circle Bar all the time. We were just like chatting and listening to the music and stuff and having drinks. And then, yeah, so this woman is sitting next to us. And it looked, she did look like, I keep saying like it's something out of a movie, but that's what Vegas looks like because there have been so many movies filmed there. Like, And, you know, people are look look like the cliche Vegas people that they are. Yeah. And this prostitute looked like a prostitute. I mean, yeah. she was wearing a fur jacket. Fur jacket, long nails, um, like mini skirt, spiked heels, you know, hair done to the nines. Like she was very pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she was standing there and it was just so fascinating to just sit and watch her, you know, kind of talk to everybody that was going by. And she was like making small conversation with us. I think she was trying to hit on Lily at one point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, you guys interested? I'm like, nope, we're good. So what happened? Did you talk to her or not really talk? So to her by very met long. you mean she just like propositioned you? Yeah, propositioned, and then like we sat next to her for a while, and we got to watch her work. Oh yeah, for a while, and then like did her whoever there was this guy who was sitting there talking to us for a while, and it was a very strange thing because he was sitting there talking about how he was like not very familiar with Vegas, but clearly you could tell that he knew what he was talking about, and I don't know what the gimmick was or what he was trying to accomplish. But after he sat there talking to us for a while, he um, then he started talking to the girl, mm-hmm. and then I saw her give him money. So I'm like, oh my god, is this like the pimp? Oh, yeah. So I don't know. One it of was, those kind of deals. It was interesting. Okay. But my favorite thing that I learned at the Circle Bar is this: I learned a trick. Okay. So, in order to get free beers in Vegas, a lot of times you have to be gambling. Yeah, because yeah, you have to be like you know putting money into the machines in order to get it, or else like you're paying eight dollars for a, a cheap crappy beer. Right. Okay, so I found out the Circle Bar that uh, so one of the um, bartenders told us that if you are betting twenty dollars, then you can get a free drink. And you're talking about with the if you're sitting at the bar with sitting, the video poker machines that are at the exactly, bar, exactly the ones that are built into the bar, the video yeah. poker machines. Because if you go up and you're not gambling, it's like eight dollars for a light beer. Uh huh. And, but if you are, if you're sitting there, then you can get one for free. And if you have $20 in the machine. In the machine. Yeah. So, I mean, technically I didn't do anything wrong because when the server would come around, I would put $20 into the machine and then it like a light comes on in it so they can tell that you've put 20 in. Mm-hmm. And then so I'd order my beer and then when they brought the beer back, I would just cash out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept putting the same 20. Yeah, doing the cycle. Yeah, I did the cycle. I don't know. What's there's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know he, why you feel guilty. It's a casino. He like, knew what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, I am a, a, abiding by the rules. You have to have 20 in the machine in order to get... Well, he could still tell you no. Oh, I know. I mean, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> they didn't, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, so that's good. That's a good system. Yeah. 
It, it worked. It doesn't necessarily work at all bars because all, all of them have different things and different rules about how they how they handle it. Yeah. Because there was oh, another yeah, one. I tipped, I tipped for every free beer, too. So, I mean, I think that he's just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely tip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, then they're just like, yeah, whatever. Is that, cause I, I, it's always interesting to me how many people don't. Right. Well, I mean, you'll see, yeah. You know, it's Las Vegas, so you have all those different kinds of people. But I mean, the, I think definitely tip, mm-hmm. and you will get it'll pay off for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that's that's funny. So you met a prostitute and figured out how to uh, scam the casino. So. I did. So do both of those things. But this is all just hanging out in New York, New York. But then let's get to the to the next day, which is uh, when we actually headed out of town, which was pretty cool. Which was really cool to go to Keelan's. Wedding. We were in a rented minivan. Yes, we all piled into a minivan. Of, yeah, a whole bunch of idiots in, the, in a minivan. And uh, and headed out of. We were at North, right? I'm, I get so turned around. I'm usually good with directions, but I get turned around when I'm in uh, Las Vegas for some reason. It just it really screws me up as far as directions. Anyway, we headed to something called Valley of Fire State Park. The Valley of Fire. Valley of Fire. Which is like the most metal-sounding state park in the entire world. Yeah, it's great. Like, you go up there, you you head out into the desert. As as Sarah said while we were doing that, she's like, think of all the bodies that are out here. Um, That's you, all I could think about. I know. Because you look at it, and it's just like, I wonder how many people are buried out there. A lot there of problems. Yeah. A lot of holes in that desert. A lot of problems <laughs> are buried in those holes. So... So we headed out of town to go to this, and um, I'm taking a look here just on the map. So it's northwest or northeast. northeast. Yeah, because it was just up and over. Yeah, northeast yeah. Of, of Las Vegas. And you go through actually through uh, reservation. There's a Native American reservation there. We did stop off at a gigantic like truck stop style Which place. Amazing. It was like pretty amazing. Like a truck amazing. stop, like casino. Yeah. Uh, like it was on a reservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. Well, everything's a casino. Yeah, everything has slot machines. Mm-hmm. But they did have this uh, alien whiskey or alien vodka there. I almost got the big bottle of it, but I did. I, I wasn't checking anything, but I did get a little one. So, so it's like a, the glass was in the shape of an alien, alien head. head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did did that stop there, and then ended up heading out to uh, to this giant state park, and. It's huge. So by state park, I mean this place is is massive. Um, it was huge. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. place. So we only saw a tiny little bit of it, but we we went out there and it was so so pretty. It was. I mean, gorgeous. like there are red rocks everywhere. Red like, it rocks just looks like a um, like a postcard. And the lighting was just perfect. So we took a bunch of pictures that we've posted, and we'll post some on the maybe we'll post some of these on our Instagram sure. account too. Yeah. But just the lighting was so good. It was good. Greg, oh my God, Greg red, got his album cover picture. I got my album cover picture. I got a couple of them, a couple of album cover pictures, but one with myself and the secret behind this picture, if we, if we post it, it's on my page right now, is uh, it's me kneeling down and I look all serious with my glasses on, but the lighting's great. <laughs> uh, what was really going on there was I was car sick and I was trying not to throw up. That's what that look was on my face. <laughs> but instead it looks like I'm trying to, trying to give this serious, like, oh, I'm a badass kind of look. Um, no. I was just trying not to throw Greg up. Greg was seriously and, about ready to barf. <laughs> and I started standing up, and Scott's like, no, Greg, wait. Sit back down again. I want to take a picture of this. And so he took a picture, and then he showed me. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, that was a pretty good picture. That's a good picture. Oh, that's a good picture. It's a solid picture. Even though you, now you know that Greg was trying desperately The secret is, yeah, sick. I was trying not to throw <laughs> not to be sick. It was a windy car ride, and T drove fast. So, um, so, so we get there, and then, um, you know, it was great because – uh, families of both sides started showing up, and then Keelan and Sarah uh, showed up, mm. and um, they were 
I mean, it was a great ceremony. It was a stunning. I mean, it the ceremony was great. Was great. Yeah. The people were great. Everything was just awesome. Everything was just good. It was yeah. just picturesque. Yeah. Picturesque. Everybody was also, nice. Also, may I tell you, please, that if you are going to attend a wedding in the desert and it's supposed to be windy out there, might I not suggest wearing a giant billowy skirt that can blow over your head <laughs> while you're standing there? I mean, I was wearing leggings underneath it, thank God, but it was imbra- it was hard to keep down. Yeah. It was very embarrassing. I heard that. somebody comment on it. <laughs> Seriously? I think uh, Aunt Bev was commenting on it. Oh, Aunt Bev. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was commenting on on what was going on there. Yeah. I I tried. (laughs) I tried to keep it down. (laughs) It's like I can't. I didn't have a change of clothes. This is what I I was at. Yeah, that was embarrassing. It was funny. Uh, But anyway, um, it was so so great and so awesome. And seriously, congratulations again to Keelan and Sarah for uh, for for getting married and just everything. It was just really, really cool. It was magical. Really great ceremony. And so so we hung out out there for a while, and then um, and then we turned around and came back in, mm-hmm. came back into town. Uh, what, I'm, there's so many things that happened. Oh, yeah, we, we went to dinner that night at Gandhi at an Indian restaurant, uh, which was great food. It's very and, good. Uh, and hung out there. It was it was a lot of fun. And, um, and then that night I was uh, – yeah, I, I I think I went to bed pretty early that night for, Greg for might have Vegas been a pretty little, early. I was a little, a little uh, bummed out. Oh, whoa, well, no, not bummed out. I was just like done. Oh, with the gambling. I thought you're, you were just done gambling. Like, I was just done. I'm anymore. like, I don't want to gamble anymore, and I'm tired. I'm like, what, what am I doing? I'm just going to go to – so I went to bed a little early. And that's fine because I knew we had a big day the next day, which we did. So the next day, get up, we walked to the Strip. And uh, went to my favorite casino royale. Went to your favorite. I love that. Like the same bartender's been there for like fifteen years, and I totally recognize. Yeah, recognized him. He's a super cool guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, yeah, the same guy that's mm-hmm. been there forever. Oh, quick question I'm seeing come through the live chat. Uh, Mr. Jinky just said Indian food has a lot of condiments. How did Greg navigate these rough waters? I'm fine with Indian food condiments. They, those don't I don't count as condiments. They're part of the food, so they're delicious. It's um, if you're getting into ranch and mayonnaise and mustard, no, thank you. But Indian food All the stuff, I love the Indian food condiments because they're not even really condiments, and they're made with like no, they're just like the curry or like mint or. All right, stop! I'm really hungry. Stop oh, it's delicious. It. It so, so good. good. Yeah. So good. I really want more of it. Yes, right this second yes. because now I'm hungry too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, went out for the day. Um, yeah, went to Casino Royale. Uh, I want to get to. We discovered something else that day that we'll talk about here at the end. Yeah. So we'll, we'll circle back to something else that happened that day. Um, oh, yeah. Went to Twin Peaks, the Twin Peaks-themed bar that Sarah and Scott were very excited to go to. They like built this up where they're like, it's a Twin Peaks-themed bar. I think we were misled. Like, how amazing. <laughs> Wasn't those kind of peaks that that was about? No, it was basically Hooters with flannel. Wasn't so much David Lynch. It, yeah. It was, it was Hooters with flannel and underwear. Yes. It was yeah. a lot of girls in their underwear and flannel. and Yeah, not just shorts. Like, Full on underwear, like underwear, like thongs. Yeah, like underwear. Uh, so Scott and I quickly realized that, <laughs> that <laughs> other than the the wood on the walls, there was absolutely no reference to anything that was Twin Peaks. We were like, oh, we were duped. Yeah, <laughs> right. Scott. Oh, I wish I could find it. Scott even posted the Scott most Scott Dally thing. I had a friend. Chris was asking me yesterday. He's like, was Scott serious about his review? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he he started posting right there. I'm like, are you writing a review? I'm like, Scott, we're still sitting here. Don't do it. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to post it right now. I'm like, and then I get this notification. I'm like, you tagged us in it? Because what if they're reading this all right now while we're sitting here? I'll see if I can find it. He, Oh, here it is. 
Scott Daly checked into Twin Peaks Restaurants, Las Vegas, with Sarek Stillen and two others. Very disappointing. Not even cherry pie on the menu. Granted, there are scantily clad surfers, but that's just not good enough. So this is Scott's official review on their Facebook page of the Twin Peaks restaurants oh, restaurant in Las Vegas. It was pretty funny. I was I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I was fine with me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was all part of that day too. Um, that we'll circle back to one other thing that happened that day. But that night, I know that you played beer pong. Oh yeah, went to and, MGM played um, beer pong with our good friends Heather and Tayo. Yeah, they are totally like beer pong connoisseurs. They just kicked our at Lily and I went against them and yeah. lost poorly. I totally forgot how gross it is playing beer pong in a casino because I was thinking about it today and we were actually playing not with water in the cups but with the beer. So like dirty casino balls were like rolling on the ground and then we were drinking Ew. the beer. That's like the Dirty gross. casino balls is, a, is, a, is an unfortunate term. Your dirty casino balls. Um, yeah, that is that's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, pretty rolling gross. around on the ground. Like, yeah, that's gross. That's about as gross as it gets. I uh, also paid nine dollars for a piece of pizza. Not a pizza, a slice of crappy pizza. It's expensive. Nine dollars. Yeah, that still is bothering me. I I know it is. I cannot tell you how many times over the weekend we all had to hear Sarah complain about. Do you know how much I paid for a piece of pizza? Was it nine dollars? Yes, it was nine. <laughs> I know that's a lot of that's a lot of money for a piece of pizza, but you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, I ate it. I know, but it but it cost you nine dollars. I know, but it did cost nine dollars. Cost you nine dollars. Well, see, you should have gone out where we went, because things were a lot cheaper where we were. So we went out on Friday night. Um, we went out of town to I to be honest, I have no idea where we were, where we were going. Um, Keelan, who has lived down there before. Uh, knew of these places that we're going somewhere in Henderson, Nevada. I don't. E- I have no idea. I think it was called the Joker's Wild. And, that sounds about right. And uh, it was. I've never been to something like that, like outside of Las Vegas. I mean, this was like a locals place. Oh, weird. And it was really interesting to go to, like just to see what it was like. Way different than the Strip. Everything's a little bit more rundown. Um, everything's a little bit cheaper. Actually, quite a bit cheaper. Yeah. Once you're out there, the games are cheaper. Um, the the uh, uh, dealers will talk back. Will like really? Oh yeah, they'll talk shit. Like this this one woman was just giving me all kinds of shit. Uh, it was pretty funny, but she was kind of relentless about it. And when we were playing blackjack, I'm like, all right, all right, fine. And so so there's that. And it was it was pretty cool to go see it, just to see that yeah, side of things. Like it's old it. Vegas, yeah, old locals Vegas. Went to the Joker's Wild, and then we went to another one. I have no idea where this other one was. I really Just don't know. in the middle of nowhere. No, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, we got into the lift, and we had been told where we were going. But <laughs> our lift driver was like... Man, I, I've never been out here before. He's like, I've lived here for 12 years. I, I don't even know. Like, I'm just following the GPS. I'm like, all right, cool. Awesome. Hopefully we don't get murdered. Yeah, hopefully we don't get murdered. Uh, so we get out to this other place, and they have two ninety nine cheeseburger basket specials. Wow. Yeah, so versus your $9 pizza. You know pizza, how much I paid for a slice of pizza? How much? $9. $9? You could have bought three burger baskets for I that price. I could have bought three burger baskets. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, Keelan's in the chat. Club Fortune. Club Fortune is the other place we went. So we ended up playing poker, played a poker tournament, which I'm not a very good poker player. So I, I played, and I actually won a few hands. So you won something. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But I didn't walk away with anything. I got yeah. It was $20 in, so it wasn't like that bad. Um, or you could buy back in. But yeah, it was, it was kind of weird 
play it sitting po- sitting at a poker table in Vegas and doing that. I just I've never done that before. That's pretty cool. It's, it's outside of my normal comfort zone, so that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I just like flashy machines with the buttons and then when I spend my $5, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I have many vices. One of it's just one Oops. of them is not gambling. Yeah. Just I just it's fine. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big yeah. gambler either, but I I like a little bit and then I can set it aside, you know, like you say, you set aside a certain amount. Um but I don't like losing. I don't like losing that my money. That is so strange. I yeah. cannot believe you. You don't like losing money. I don't money. like losing my money. I love winning at gambling. That's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a great time. Losing, no. No. I'm not a big fan of it. So anyway, but we did that. Uh, hung out there, and it was it was really great. It was a lot of fun, and um, and hung out with uh, with Keelan's family and, and his friend Jason and brother and his dad. It was, it was a really good time. So we did all that. And then, um, and then went back, um, played the horse game for a little bit, which is this like mechanical horse game. Which the horse game is the coolest. Horse game is pretty cool. Yeah, and all of that. It was it was just a great night. But circling back to one thing that happened the day before, this is what I wanted to bring up that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. So you know, there's all kinds of entertainers. Like it is the entertainment capital because there's so much, so many venues, so much live performances going on, and a lot of music. I mean, there's so many. Famous people in Vegas at one time. Yeah. It's crazy because when you look at the, they're like, oh, Gwen Stefani's here. And so is Rod Stewart and yeah. Shania Twain and Roman Reigns Barry was right next to us. Oh, Roman Reigns was at the Excalibur and I didn't get to meet him, but whatever. <laughs> and I, it is, it's trippy because you're like, oh, all of these people are just existing in Las Vegas right now. Yeah. Like they're all here. Yeah. There's yeah. just a Barry lot of. Barry Manilow still, ki- David Copperfield. It's just crazy yeah. to like see all the names and be like, okay, and so they're in that building. Yeah, they're, they're all there building. somewhere. Yeah, oh, but there, there's somebody else who is there, and it's you know the, the magicians. This is the where the magicians go. I mean, it's they go it's to Las magician Vegas. mecca. Yeah, um, what's his name? What's the mis- mysterious guy? Chris Angel. Chris he's Angel still is there. still there. Chris Angel's still there. And he's, he's still got wearing a show. black eyeliner. Yeah, he's still or his guy liner. He's doing whatever. his whole thing. He's doing. I had no idea that Chris Angel still existed. David Copperfield's still doing his thing, but there's another guy, and I we were all unfamiliar with this guy, but we were walking through the Excalibur, and we're all like, "What is going on?" And this with is this from the dude? beginning. Yeah, this is what we were talking about at the and, beginning. And this guy's name is Hans Klock. Hans Klock. And he has he is like you if you drew what a magician a Vegas magician would look yes. like this is it this is what you he's would he's got the blonde hair that billowy, is like white blonde hair like almost like Michael Landon kind of hair like coming out where it's just billows out where it's clearly very style but like constant wind blowing in his hair it is absolutely Michael Landon hair it's like yeah. blonde Michael Landon hair mm-hmm. yes Michael Landon hair um, that was a song my brother I think wrote in college that's a whole different thing He's got Michael Landon hair. So there's like Betty Davis eyes, but Michael Landon. Kind of, yeah, kind of along those lines. Yeah, I could, I could do amazing Michael Landon hair if given the opportunity to grow it out, like Michael Landon or Patrick Swayze hair. Maybe I could could do a Little House on the Prairie group. I could kill it at that. I need a little bit of time to bunch it up in the back, but I could so knock that out of the park. Your hair would naturally grow into a Michael Landon. It would. Like you, it's already yeah. kind of there if you yeah. just let it grow out for like a month. I, it's, it'd be so easy to do a Michael Landon or a Patrick Swayze, uh, but Michael Landon I think is really what I could nail perfectly. But this guy's kind of got this going though. He's got the big poofy hair, and his his tagline is "World's fastest magician." And we're all sitting there like, "What does that mean? What, what does it happening? mean to be the world's fastest magician?" And I'm, the only thing I think is, like, his tricks are so quick, like, you don't even know what happened. Like, boom, you've just been tricked. And, like, you don't even know. 
<laughs> it was so fast you didn't even see it. Like, what? I don't understand what that means, what the world's fastest magician means. So we were talking about Oh, God, this. you fell down the rabbit hole, didn't you? I did, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some facts. Because I want to know, because I don't know anything about Hans Klock except for he has amazing hair. Oh, yeah, he does have amazing hair. Yes. I'll give him that. Uh, well, we're gonna, we're, I'm going to tell you some of the facts. Before I do that, <laughs> it was uh, Scott and Tristan and I hanging out for a while. Um, naturally... You know, I wanted to be the magician out of this thing. And I, we ended up getting a picture of me posing in front of one of his signs doing his. I mean, he does the classic, the have hands not, up in the air, like the. Have you not posted that? I haven't yet? posted it yet. Let's post it up today. Yes. I know. Because I actually took that. I don't know if you remember, but I took that picture. Oh, yeah. We had to wait for all of the advertisements to circle back through. But it was a, it's a good picture. It's an amazing we'll, picture. We'll get that posted up. It's perfect. Well, we'll post it up with this. And then we're like, okay, we'll get to come up with a name, but it's got to be clock-themed somehow. It's Hans K-L-O-K. And uh, we ended up actually, Tristan, full credit, we were towing around with different names for it, but he came up with the name. This is how we entertain ourselves walking down the strip, by the way, yeah. as we're walking. Dirk Rolex. Dirk Rolex, the competitor of Hans Clock. So Hans Clock versus Dirk Rolex. I could be Dirk Rolex, and then we're like, okay, well, we need an assistant. And so Scott, Scott volunteered to be my assistant on stage named Scott Swatch. So it's all got to be Clocker. <laughs> or watch themed. So uh, Scott Squatch would be my assistant. Now, he wouldn't really say anything. He'd mostly just stand there and mm. like bring me things like, lumber Scott about. Squatch, bring me my sword. You know, and have him do that. Yeah, lumber about. That's a good way to describe it. Yes. So Scott Squatch would be my assistant. But then we're like, we need somebody to open up. And that person would be Tristan Timex, who would open up every performance, but never, ever get to headline. And he would always like his tricks would fail his his oh, illusions yeah. like it it would yeah mess it was up like the Debbie Downer of magicians <laughs> so that so it would make uh, Dirk Rolex Just look that, better because you'd put that into his contract yeah so anything it, to make Dirk Rolex you cannot show up yeah, Dirk Rolex no way so Tristan Timex has to stay in his place and then Scott Swash will enter, you know will bring out a Dirk Rolex so that was this whole thing that we came up with where we were going to become our own magicians because apparently everybody can um, I'm sure Hans Clock is good and that's what uh, but this is what leads to is, what we talked about at the this beginning this is by the way what it's like hanging out with Greg and Scott and Tristan all the time all the time all the time yep uh, that it wasn't even. I'm just sitting there. Just I, I don't even hear. This isn't like sometimes. drinking and coming up with this stuff. No, this, this is was like just sober. walking. Yeah, just walking down the strip. Yep. Yep. That's 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 about what it's like. Mm-hmm. So now I've I've looked up some things about Hans Clock. Turns out this guy is a bigger deal than I thought. So let me explain a little bit about Hans Clock. So he is from the Netherlands originally. Okay. He got a magic set on his tenth birthday and began performing for uh, friends. Now, when he was uh, 23, he became part of a touring show with a Dutch comedian. So he, this guy knew this is what he wanted to be. Mm. He wanted it to be a magician. Passion. This was his passion. Sure. And in 1994, he performed the first time on the Vegas Strip as part of NBC's The World's Greatest Magic broadcast live from Caesars Palace. So he got in like to a 60 million person broadcast and was on that. And that's what like took him off. That's where he, he started taking off. He did uh, the opening of the FIFA World Cup in Germany. So he just started getting all these like television spots doing his magic as Hans Kluck. Wow. And then, you know, he he ended up being yet yeah, on a bunch of different shows. He was on a Dutch Daredevil show and uh, ended up working his way up to let's see, he had a guest appearance on the final episode of the BBC TV show The Magicians. Isn't that a show that you watched? Or am I wrong? No, I've watched the. There's a show called The Magicians here in 
but it's a different States. one. Or maybe it's a spinoff of it. Yeah, I'm not sure what it would be. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh. I definitely did watch a magician's show. But here is where he gets his world's fastest magician thing from. So when he was on that show, he broke his own world record for the number of illusions performed in a five-minute period by performing no less than 12 large illusions in five minutes. This is why he's the world's fastest magician. Wow. 12 illusions in five minutes. So this has to be like the actual inspiration for Joe Bluth. It's got to be it in there. It has to, because that is He's just got to be part enough, of it. Yeah. To like the most illusions in the shortest amount in of time. In the shortest amount of time. So you get that's in, you get out. That's impressive. Yeah. You get in there. Um, but he has also apparently won the, uh, I, I'm not going to say that they've been dating, but he certainly had some, some women who have been fascinated by his show and want to be part of it. Well, I mean, wasn't David Copperfield married to Christy Brinkley? Well, yeah, that's David Copperfield. I mean, and he's also very Not handsome. Christy Brinkley. He was uh, married to um, Naomi. No, not Naomi. Oh, uh, yeah, he was married to, a, yeah, one of them. I can't remember who. It's going to come to me. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's David. David Copperfield's, like, famous, famous. Hans Klock is famous, but he's not David Copperfield level. And David Copperfield's a fan. I'm a fan of David Copperfield. So in this act, then, in Vegas, he's had... Uh, Carmen Electra, who I mentioned in the beginning, Carmen Electra used to be um, like his, his stagehand. His stagehand on stage. Where, where like Claudia cut, Schiffer, that's he like, Oh, Claudia Schiffer. Schiffer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, where he like cuts her in half. Apparently, yeah. Carmen Electra did it. But then for a long time, Pamela Anderson was his cohort on stage. Like recently? Yeah, um, not recent recently, but for like 10 years ago, I think. So but yeah. Baywatch. Yes, post Baywatch. Huh. That she was it must be a lot must make a lot of money. I mean, I guess. Or he's just like his illusions are that alluring that he's like, got it. What if it really mm-hmm. wasn't her, that it's just an illusion of Pamela Anderson? No, it's not. There's pictures of okay. her. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely her. And she would be on stage in a in a bathing suit for about ten minutes as one of his assistants. Participating in illusions. In illusions. In illusions. So Hans Klock is like the real deal. Hans Klock, well, he's fast. That's for sure. Yeah. He is fast. So this is this is now who I have to I have to challenge. Well, I think you should probably learn a magic trick. But I'm so fast. Yeah, you don't but, even know. I, mean, I can just tell you that I did. You just you just did it. Okay. See, it's gone. Boom. I just did a magic trick and you don't even know. That's how what was fast the magic it was. trick? Will you describe it to me? I presented a card that then disappeared again. <laughs> Do you know what card that was? Take a guess. The Ace of Hearts. It was the Ace of Hearts. That's you're exactly so right. That's a hundred percent. I knew that's the one that you were going to pick. I knew that's what you were going to pick, and that's what I that's what I pulled out. Okay. See, right there, two illusions in what twenty seconds. I don't seconds? think Hans Clock would like your joking about his career path. I just did two illusions in, in twenty seconds. I think that he thinks Dirk Rolex is not good enough. Dirk Rolex is plenty good enough. He just needs his chance. And once his chance comes, Dirk Rolex is going to be here to wow the world. That's what I'm saying. It's going to wow the world. Okay. Yes. Oh. Boom. You've just been tricked. Oh, my God. Stop snapping. <laughs> I was doing that a lot on Friday. Uh, but anyway, Hans Clock, now my rival. That's, uh, that's what I've determined. So this is uh, what Greg has brought back with him from Vegas. So yes. A rivalry with Hans Clock. With Hans Clock. Who, in case you are going to Vegas, he has a residency at the Excalibur. Yes. Yes. Yes, he does. Which I kind of, like, we all kind of became obsessed with Hans Kluck, and now I'm kind of 
bum that we didn't go see. I do kind of want to see a show. I do kind of <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see what the world's fastest magician can pull off on stage. And you know what? He's probably pretty good. Oh, you know what? There was that one. Oh, so he broke his record again. He did 15 illusions in five minutes. Wow, that's a lot of illusions. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. 20-second illusions, just bam, 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 bam. All right. All right, Hans Clock. I got a, got a bar I got to try right, to meet. He set the bar. He set the bar. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I All think right, so next time we go to Vegas, we're definitely going to see Hans Clock. Yes. 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 All right. Goals. Dark Rolex with Scott Swatch and Tristan Timex in tow. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what else is that? Maybe I can perform some illusions on November 15th at the... Oh, please. <laughs> at the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary party. Get your tickets, and Greg will guarantee that he will at least learn one illusion. I don't know about that. One illusion for the show. We've got a lot that we've already put in. Well, so, you, just, you just said that you'd do it, Greg. Well, announced so far for the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary, and we have more to announce for you. Fun Employment Radio doing our live show, which is going... There's a bunch of elements to that that will we'll reveal some of those, but not now. Courage will mm-hmm. be performing. Also, Portland at the Movies and Geek in the City both doing live versions of their shows. And there's more. Awesome. There is more ahead. There is more. And we need you to come to the show. It's $10. I mean, plus, we just told you what's more. Greg is learning an illusion that he wants to that. show all of you. That, that's a, oh, geez. I don't know if anybody wants to see me do an illusion. Boom! It's gone. You can't see it Stop because it was so snapping. fast. you just been tricked. Stop. That's going to be my tagline. What, you've just been Boom. tricked? Boom! You just got tricked. Stop! Yeah. Oh, my God, Greg, I swear. <laughs> Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. We missed you, and thank you for... For hanging out with us. Yes. And for your support. And we love you all. All of the above. We love you more than Hans Clock. Hans Clock. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Appointment Radio. Don't go, my friends. Bye. Congrats, Keelan. It's out. Yay.